0: All right, episode 22 Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast coming at you right now. Presented by Joey's Red Hots Locations. All over Illinois go check them out right now go get your Chicago hot dog get you a pizza puff get you breaded steak sandwich whatever you guys are wanting uh, our tournament in Oak Forest Illinois make sure you go check them out after your games go grab a dog guys grab a slice of pizza uh, grab some gelato after always good to get some ice cream after a game after a tournament or whatever it may be. Uh, Joey's Red Hots all your catering needs all everything you're looking for Joey's Red Hots is a place to be go check them out now Joey's Red Hots.com. All right, Midwest Baseball Ranks podcast back at you right now. Uh, guys, like and subscribe uh, on iTunes, on Spotify. Check out the website, MidwestBaseballRanks.com. Check out the Instagram, Midwest Baseball Ranks. Uh, Facebook, Midwest Ranks. Guys, go get signed up for our showcase coming up in March. Lots of things going on. Big things coming. Uh, Baseball season's almost here, guys. I'm getting excited. You're excited. We got a great interview here with uh, Rick Thorning and his son Cam uh, from Michigan. You guys saw them all over the Little League World Series. What a fantastic job they did. And what a great interview this is. I'm excited for this one. It's a really cool one. Uh, You know, a coach that really gets it, understands how the game of baseball goes about, and, you know, has done it at an extremely high level, as you guys saw this past summer. So, uh, with that being said, let's hop into the interview, and that interview is sponsored by none other than Beast. you guys know beast mint we're partnering up with them for a showcase in march you guys are going to get a beast mint og card if you sign up for it beast mint is taking over guys go check out their website check out their socials they're posting stuff about players all the time they're transforming elite athletic performances into the metaverse nfts earn collective flex Beastmint.com. go check them out right now with that being said let's hop into our interview here we go everybody welcome back Midwest Baseball Rings podcast we got a special guest for you actually we got two guests for you I got Rick Thorning and his son Cam uh, from TaylorMade Baseball you guys know him you saw him all summer long winning the Little League World Series Rick Cam what's going on guys how we doing
1: what's going on guys thanks for having us on
0: absolutely man a lot to talk about you guys uh, took the world by storm Um, TaylorMade Baseball this year you I love following you guys along. We all love following you along. You're from Michigan, you're from the Midwest. Talk about the Little League World Series, man. How fun was it?
1: Um, you know, it was a blast. You know, uh, Coach Guido and I, we talked about it for the past couple of years, knowing that um for our little league team, um, that we could put together something special, that we had a couple of good special ball players and um to, to be able to go to the state tournament and win it. Um, you know, played a tough game against Bay City and then we go to regionals um and pretty much dominate dominate in the regions and regionals and then get to the world series and you know knowing it wasn't you know the normal League world series as far as the fans wise but it was still the same experience and it was something that it really is surreal you know being on the field and like seeing that park um it's if if, if you don't have the chance to ever play in it or do that like you have to go you have to go there and watch it. You have to go there and be part of it. You gotta walk around on those grounds there. It's a it's a special place.
0: Yeah, it is. Everyone talks about the feel of it and everything. When the kids hit that field, when they had that moment, were they were they starstruck or how did they handle that?
1: Um, they at first they were just excited,
0: you know, because we you know, we had a long bus ride to get there
1: and we got there three or four days earlier than I guess we typically would have. Um, so we were doing practices and stuff, and then we had one scheduled practice on Lomity Field, um, and just to go into that that dugout and to get out on the field as coaches, you know, they had tarps on, around the bases and stuff, but we were still allowed to go out there, and just to see the kids pump, you know, pump for being out there and how excited they were and the adrenaline going. You know, you try to get them to, you want them to enjoy it, but you also want to get them to to settle down a little bit, and they did a really good job at that.
2: Yeah, you know, being a Michigan guy, watching you guys there, I know my son was glued to the TV. My entire baseball team was glued to the TV. We almost had a watch party for you know, the championship game just because we were all watching it anyways. Yo, know, Cam, man, big hurt, hitting home runs. You had a little bit of a shoulder issue too, but you came out there and just was throwing straight gas. How How – what was the experience like for you? I mean, the adrenaline had to have been flowing. The nerves had to have been going. What was the experience like for you? I mean, this is a lifelong dream, I'm sure, for you.
3: Obviously, it's always been my dream to uh, go to the World Series and play in it. And once we got there before the first game, I started out a little nervous. But after that, I kind of just play my own game. And it's just fun to be out there. And when I'm having fun, I, uh, I, just, I just love the game.
2: I I love that answer, buddy. Like, it's all about having fun, and and that that can be so stressful. You're on national television. I mean, ESPN is there. You got crews. You got people sliding down the hill in the background. I'm sure you guys were sliding down the hill at some point too, but you you guys knew that it was all about the fun, and you guys played that way. Even when you lost the the one game in the World Series there, like, me me and a couple of the coaches that were watching were like, that's not going to phase this team. They're they're too much of a brotherhood to let that, that phase them. So I think that's a great answer, buddy. Like it was fun watching you.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Cam. Talk about uh, you know, the, well, kind of to piggyback off what Andrew said. Like I saw you shake your head when he said, "Hey, that that wasn't going to phase you." Talk about that a little bit. Like it's just just over the years, you guys you know just bonded together, or you guys just knew you were the best team there.
3: We play it for the past couple of years, and we're uh, we've took a couple losses, and that doesn't phase us. And when we lose, we go home, we watch the film, see what we did wrong, and we come back at it the next day. So we just, you know, play a normal game. Don't take anything different.
0: That's awesome. You know, the moment's not too big and being in that stage at such a young age, um, you know, it's going to benefit you in the long run. You know, what's, what's your goals in the long run, man? You want to play in the pros? You want to be an astronaut? The, the sky's the limit for you right now. You're on top of the world. What's your goal?
3: Yeah, obviously my goal is the uh, playing play in the MLB right now, but if I, if, I, if I become better in another sport, I'll play any other sport.
0: Good answer, man. Enjoy it and just have fun. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I love it. Great answer. You know, it, it shows your maturity. And I think that's so important, um, to, you know, show our listeners too. just hey, losses don't phase you, whatever it is, what it is, you're going to go on and battle. Um, Rick, and next, next question I got for you, um, what did you take away from this moment? What, what kind of blew you away? Something that maybe you didn't know or didn't expect something that just completely caught you off guard?
1: Um, well, to be honest with you, I really didn't expect the, um, you know, obviously, a major, you know, the major division for Little League, the field size is very similar, you know, 200 to 225 feet. Um, I really didn't expect to, for how big that those fields felt. Um, the dugouts were big. The drop off from home plate to the backstop, and I try to explain this to, to people. You can't really see it on TV, but the drop off from, you know, third base to the dugout, first base to the dugout, and home to the to the backstop, it's on such a, a major angle. And it's something you have to get used to. Um, you know, it's for when it rains there and the water drains and everything. But just that that angle right there for foul balls over in that area or anything like that, it was very strange to see that because you never you know you get on so many different baseball fields and typically the dugouts right next you know, right there. Everything it's it's such a big thing. But I was very surprised to see how obviously I know it's with ESPN and ABC and stuff like how organized and how much of a time slot everything was on. Um, you know, we would get into the dugout an hour before the game and hour and 15 minutes before the game. And they're like, Oh, you can't take the field for 45 minutes. So now the kids are sitting in there for 45 minutes, kind of anxious and wanting to get out there. Um, but as far as that, like that place is, it, it's hard to, to describe that place you know we've every morning i was getting up getting a cup of coffee and i was doing radio interviews pretty much every day i was there with 97 one to take it and um i would go out and i would sit on the hill at six o'clock in the morning and have have a cup of coffee because that view it looks good in pictures and it's great to look back on when you're sitting on the hill looking down at that field and the sun is out there's nothing like it there really is nothing like it
0: yeah do you get chills every morning like every morning yeah yeah. Yeah. It's something that I know what you mean, you know, I haven't been there before, but it's kind of got that field of dreams feel to it. Like where you can envision someone playing on the field and no one's on there at six o'clock. The exactly. Morning, right? Exactly. Man, that's, that's special, man. And I like how you talk about, um, you know, you basically just told them the fields look different and everything. You may have different dimensions, but at the end of the day, like they've done this a million times, um, yeah. you know, talk about that. Is that something you preach? Like, Hey, the lights are on, but Hey, you guys just be you.
1: Yeah. You know, um, and and I'll touch on the the, the TaylorMade aspect of it. Um, you know, because TaylorMade is our travel organization. We started that um, a couple of years back. And the biggest,
2: yeah. Please talk about TaylorMade. TaylorMade is a is a really good team. Like I like you're you're about to say, these kids have played together for a long time. They they, they play over the summer together. And TaylorMade is that team. And and during our opening, show, actually our show with uh, our our last show, we kind of highlighted highlighted you guys there for a second so okay. we're going to go into Taylor made
1: oh well. yeah without a doubt and,
2: and um, Taylor made was something special to us we wanted to start it
1: and I, I don't not a lot of people realize that the World Series team that that we won the World Series with only six of those kids are on our Taylor-made travel team right the yeah. five other kids on that team are you know they're all little league kids five other kids do play for other travel organizations but the other five kids on Taylormade, they're actually one year older when it comes to the little league age compared to travel age, so they weren't able to play. And some of them aren't in Taylor boundaries. You know, a lot of people said, "Well, yeah, they should win. They're a travel team." Well, that's not the case, and it is the case to a sense, to where we put these kids together, these little league kids together, and we played highly competitive travel baseball um, since they were eight years old. And that's the way to do it. You got to go in there. You got to play the good teams. You got to see the good pitching. And when you see that, you see Hawks gold. Every time we play Hawks gold, it's, it's, it's a game. Every time we played the Michigan Bulls, every time we played the Warriors, every time you play the, uh, the hit dogs, you know, you see stuff like that in those highly competitive teams. And even the dogs um, beat us a couple times and we beat them. And when, when you put kids in that situation and they learn from that and they learn how to accept the loss. You know, in some tournaments, you lose a big game, and you're, and 20 minutes later, you're playing again against a really good team. So you don't have time to sit back and think about that loss, or, or you know, put your head down about that loss. So we preach that a lot. We preach keeping your head up. We preach um, not, you know, not getting down, not taking your strike out to the field, not taking your error to the to the plate. And um, we were able to do that with Taylor Made, myself, Coach Guido. Coach Corey uh, Farner, who coaches uh, Woodhaven High School uh, varsity uh, high school there in Woodhaven, he's he's been coaching with us um, since we started it, and our little league Taylor North they they accepted it. You know we because well, what's been happening in in the years is kids kids with any good talent are just leaving little league to play travel baseball for whoever, and I we didn't want to do that. We wanted to stay in little league, but we said, all right, you guys have to work with us if you want us to stay in little league. So they did. You know. Doug Cloutier and Sherry Cloutier, presidents over there, and um, they're like, all right, well, what needs to be done? And we were able to kind of organize that and kind of to so where we can play our travel baseball, all 10 to 12, maybe 13 tournaments a year, still do our little league stuff. And from Taylor May, we've been fortunate enough the past two years, we were 41 and 9 the year before, and I think 41 and 10 this or past year. And we played really good tournaments and really good teams. And,
0: and I think that helped out a lot with, with our boys with um, the
1: World Series, you know, hands down.
0: Yeah, I, I think you nailed it, Rick. And I, I, I couldn't have said it better because this has been something I've been preaching for the past couple of years, is Little Leagues need to work with the times. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I know a bunch of kids in the area that played for a good organization, Little League organization, and they didn't start full-time travel till 9 or 10 or something. And they had a bunch right. of good 7- and 8-year-olds. And they went to him and said, "Hey, can we go full time travel? And you know, we'll stick around." And they're like, "No, we're not changing our own ways." Well, see you later. Yep. You just lost ten kids from the area, um, mm-hmm. so I, I'm preaching that that you know, there's not literally baseball is great, but you got to change something with the times. It's not like you it gotta, twenty years ago. You got to change it with the
1: times, hands down, and, that, and that's what that's what we're hoping all of this is going to bring to light is is the ability to do this. And we do have. I have a younger TaylorMade team that just started. Um, they're a new team. I want. I believe they're ten U they little league kids. They're, they're starting a 10-U. We got a 14-U tailor-made team, uh, all little league kids. Like, we try to keep them. And then we do, you know, wanting to be competitive, wanting to be able to compete, we do span out. You know, we have a kid on our team from Saline uh, Con Cannon. We have uh, Garden City, which uh, Bambell, which who plays little league Two, too, so he was in our boundaries. And we have different kids from different places that didn't play little league with us. But we still put them together and tailor-made, and, and they played travel ball with us. And we They've been our family now for for three over three, four years now.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, and you know what? You made a comment about people saying, well, they should have won it. They put travel baseball. No, I, you know what? Forget those guys because you you prepared your team. You prepared them to for this moment. It's not it's not your fault that you're ahead of the curve and, and making sure right. they're ready.
1: <laughs> it's, well, it's, and and, and uh, bottom line is it comes down to – I, I did my best during the world series and stuff. Cause it was so busy with, you know, social media. I'm not a big social media guy. I did have a Twitter that my buddy was helping me with so I could keep up with people and keep up with stuff. But, um, there were people commenting about, Oh yeah, they're a travel baseball team. Like it was a secret. They're called Taylor made. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, you're right. We're a travel baseball team called Taylor made. Um, Every team in that World Series, other than Hawaii, because I don't know, you know, Hawaii's a little different setup over there. But every team in that World Series was a travel baseball team to, to an extent. You know what I'm saying? You you got to play ball. You got to be able to set up the schedule. Yeah, hands down, we are t- not all of us, but yeah, six of our kids were tailor made baseball without a doubt.
2: They act like it was some kind yeah. of secret. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and I I tell people that all the time. I'm like, guys, this is not like. This is that gross point team that used to win it all the time. They were a travel baseball yeah, exactly. team. They, they, it's it's that's how this works now. It's it's the more baseball, the more pitching, the more hitting, the more live mm-hmm. reps that you get, the better that you get. And if you're a little league organization out there that doesn't want to right. do that, that's fine. But then don't strive to do exactly. it. It's just not going to happen. Exactly. It, it is different. And I say it all the time. Travel baseball is a whole different level than little league baseball. It's completely different. It is not just give us a trophy and all that kind of stuff. It is. It is. Unfortunately, I mean, it's youth baseball, so this is going to sound crappy, but it's cutthroat. Travel baseball is cutthroat Mm -hmm. And, and you have to perform every single time and the pressure that these guys go through cam has has done it like he's been in these pressure situations so the situation like the like the world series is not too big for him because he's been in it before but i guess that brings me to my question and it goes back to little league world series and and cam there's going to be a part of this for you as well too buddy but obviously international teams weren't there because of COVID. Um, and stuff and that kind of stinks because I, I personally think that you guys would have still won I think that I think with, with what Japan typically puts out there I th- I personally think <laughs> a, 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 a Taylor North versus Japan would be a great game because you Japan's such a small ball type team and you guys are heavy hitters Yo, know, like that would have been a fun game to see talk about what you think would have happened if that would have the case that the international teams were and then cam your question would be talk about how maybe you kind of miss out on some of the relationships that you could have forged with some of those international players as well
1: so yeah and i agree with you obviously i consider to say now that i think we would have won you know i I think we had a really good strong team in our pitching you know we did our pitching really well you know as far as the the first game against hawaii that we lost you know a lot of people didn't really Understand what the way the um, double elimination format is. It's really not a double elimination format, it's a modified one. So, that game against Hawaii, and I really wasn't allowed to say anything, but me and Coach Guido, we, you know, we knew. Um, and it, not to make it sound down or anything, but the game really didn't mean much. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter
2: exactly. I wasn't
1: going to waste pitching, I wasn't going to waste anybody. So, it, we lost that game two nothing, and, and I was really confident because we barreled the ball up. You know, they robbed a one over the fence on Cam. He barreled the ball up eight or nine times against a really good pitcher, and um,
2: you know, so that that goes back to the the tournament. Oh, but see, let me let me interrupt real quick. This is the difference between your team and Hawaii. They had to throw their top pitcher to keep it two nothing Correct. against you guys and win and steal multiple runs from you guys. You guys did not throw your top pitcher. You probably threw, what, your number four five kid against Yeah. We, and yeah. you still kept it, too.
1: Exactly. That's the
2: difference.
1: You know, and that was the first time that a team, that, that a pitcher um, was able to go through the lineup like that. Like I said, we barreled the ball up. And I think that their coach knew, too, because in that sixth, in that last inning, they put somebody else in the bullpen. And I was thinking he was going to save him for us again on Saturday. And uh, he brought him out. And he brought him out to face our seven, eight, and nine hitter in the sixth inning. He brought him out for, no, I'm sorry, eight, nine, and one hitter in the sixth inning. Um, So he wasn't taking any chances with losing that game. He actually used his pitcher for, you know, if you would have took him out there, he would have been eligible for Saturday. But I think we would have got to him on Saturday, you know, and yeah that's why we kind of did our pitching the way I did. I had Van Bell come in. I had Cameron come in. I had Furkus come in and they were all fresh and ready to go for Thursday. And then, and then Saturday, you know, I had all four of my pitchers eligible for Saturday. So it kind of worked out for us. And that takes it back to the international teams. I think, you know, we could have lined it up that way as well, because a lot of people don't realize <clears throat> the international teams weren't there, but you're only going to play an international team one time, and that's in the championship. One
2: time.
1: You know, it's not like you're going to be battling these international teams throughout. You know, you're going to play, and play them in the championship game. And, and um, you know, obviously we missed out, which which what Cameron will answer on here in a minute. Even, you know, especially with COVID there, we really didn't get to interact with the other teams that were there, let alone international teams. You know, I was fortunate enough to coach in the um, 2019 Junior League World Series here in Taylor. I coached that with uh, with your oldest, son, oldest son, yes. And all the um, international teams were in that. And it's cool to be in the hotel with them and to speak with them and to interact with them at the, at the ballpark and stuff like that. And we didn't have that opportunity to do that um, this time until the very last day we got to interact with Hawaii, which was, you know, talking to the coaches and the kids were playing together and stuff. And that was pretty
2: fun for them. Get it. And then Cam, what, talk about some of the relationships, maybe maybe the relationships that you made while you were there uh, and stuff with some of the other teams. I know that you and obviously Team Ohio are pretty close. I'm sure that you guys maybe didn't uh, necessarily miss not having to see the, the, the pitcher from South Dakota there throwing 70 plus miles an hour gas at you guys, but... You know, talk about some of those, the relationships that you forged and, and stuff with some of the other teams.
3: Yeah, like uh, my dad said, obviously with Kova we couldn't really see him that much. I obviously wanted to, like – I wanted to talk to the people from, like, the international teams. I watched in the past couple years, I think we would have um, played them and had a good matchup against them. And I uh, Actually, we, we did uh, yeah, want to Weir. see that lefty, Gavin Weir.
0: Yeah,
3: see Weir. <laughs>
2: I thought it would have been a pretty
3: good matchup. I think he would have obviously
2: brought his A game, but I wanted to see him. Look, he wouldn't he wouldn't have gone hitless, and I think he knows that too. He would not have gone hitless or a perfect game.
1: You know, know, rare breed to watch pitch. He was phenomenal. Um, But we we sit there and we watch him, and it's like we we face that that type of pitching throughout the year, not from forty six, but from you know fifty. But we face that, you know, and we we have we have our our kids are. These kids have been trained to swing the baseball bat. So you're not going to look at too many pitches. Um, and, and, you know, we've faced kids who thrown super hard. We've faced kids who had some nasty off-speed stuff. So I think it would have been a great matchup. I think it would have been fun to watch. I think it would have been – I think a lot of people would have watched that. And, you know, a couple kids on my team, obviously, I wanted to see. But I really wanted to see Cameron face, face Gavin Weir. And, and I think that would have been, been awesome me and anybody there to watch that to see that happen
2: oh uh, it would have been must see tv yeah. it really would have been
0: is there any talks of like uh, like bringing the uh team from japan over next year and playing or is there anything like that or
1: well i do know that so for for next year i think it's part of one of your guys' those questions um uh, that i read through is next year um some of these kids on this team that won the World Series, we're going to move up to the to the junior division with our 14-year-olds that are at our Little League now. There's a good group of 14-year-olds and a good group of our kids that were on this team. We're going to put them together. And um, since we are the host team in District 5, which is where the Little League's at, whoever wins that district gets an automatic bid to the World Series. That's how my, we got there in 2019. So. We have to, you know, anything can happen with baseball, but we have a really good chance at winning the district and making it to the World Series. And it's already been announced that, as of right now, the international teams are coming to the Junior League World Series um, this coming up year. So those teams will be there. Um, hopefully, as long as nothing else changes, they should be there. Um, so we'll get to see those guys. Get to see those guys and um, hopefully compete against them.
0: That's great. I, I envision, uh, was it bad News Bears, like three when they go over to Japan? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, so I didn't know if you guys are planning a little trip over there. to. Uh, no, we, we, we haven't.
1: We haven't planned anything
0: like that. It'd be great to do something like that. Um, I yeah.
1: know there was uh, a buddy of mine was putting a petition out there to do some kind of a fundraiser for um, Gavin to throw to Cameron and have Ella uh, catch him.
2: And see, you know, see if they can get that, some. People oh, out. that would be like, awesome. Like that. I think you can
1: draw a good crowd, you know, to see that.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be awesome. Let's just do it at Bullpen. That's about it. Right, let's, let's do it.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll set it up. Sponsored by Midwest Baseball Ranks. Let us <laughs> right. know. Right. There we we'll go. Now we got it. There you it. go. <laughs> you let us know. We'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so you know, coming back. So, oh go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I just had Go ahead, Jim. You asked this question. This is a question that you've been you've been looking forward to and stuff. You asked, yeah. No,
0: question. I. So coming back from the trip, like, you know, what's the next step for this group? Because it's it's got to be not easy for you coming back from all the success. You got kids coming and going and and everything. You know, what's next for this group? Is it's got to be a tough situation. It's not easy anymore, right? No, it's not easy. And and you know, we've already been talking to some people in the in the
1: travel ball, you know, circuit. That have said, hey, you guys got a target on your back now, and I'm like, that's fine, you know. Like, right. we nothing you're not nothing used to we're to. not used to. We've had a target on our back anyway for the past couple of years. You know, that's just kind of the way it's been, and and that's been fine with us. We have a group of kids that they accept losing the game. I've been I've been fortunate enough to have a good group of kids that know how to tip their cap, and it's very hard to find kids that know how to tip their cap. There is it's very hard to find coaches that know how to tip their cap. You have coaches that. That that want to win so badly. You have players that want to win so badly that when they lose in that moment in that that emotional stage, they don't know how to tip their cap. We will tip our cap. You hit a home, you know, you hit a home run off, Dan Bell or Cameron or any of my 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 Little League World Series guys. Tip your cap to you. You know, it's, it's it, it that doesn't bother us. That doesn't you beat us. That does that doesn't matter. We like to separate the two. We like to separate the Taylor Made and the Taylor North. Um, a lot of people think. You know, we've, I've had a couple of people reach out and say, Hey, do you mind if I, you know, since we're in their tournament, do you guys mind if I promote you as a Little League World Series team? And I'm like, I'd rather you didn't because we're really not. Some of them are, but not all of them. Same thing with the Little League team. People were saying, Well, you know, can we talk about uh, Taylor Made and, and you guys being Taylor Made? I'm like, We can. We can talk about our organization because I'd like to promote our, our product, per se, but we have to let you guys know that it's Taylor Made and there's other travel baseball teams that these kids play for that around this team, you know? So going into this year, we know, you know, we're going to put the work in, we're going to go out there, we're going to compete. If you beat us, tip or cap, you know, if not, we're, we're not, we're not people to to brag or gloat about victories or whatever. We just, we go out there and we play baseball.
0: Yeah. You know, I That's, love that answer. It's a, it's a perfect answer. Um, you know, you say you're not one to brag and I believe you hundred percent, but how do you keep the kids contained because i know I, I have my kids and i they win you know one championship and their heads explode. how do you how do you do it with these guys i mean they're on top of the world right you know um they it's just
1: really with the groups
0: and with the parents you know we we
1: talk to yeah. these guys and we kind of coach these guys in a certain way and we teach it throughout the season as far as there's things that some of our, our kids have done in the game that i don't like whether it's staring somebody down or whether it's a you know, a bat flip or something like that. And, you know, and Cameron did one of those in the World Series, and he hates watching that video because Cameron is one that never really shows his emotions. Now, obviously, he did it in the World Series on his home runs, but that's, that's the moment you're supposed to show your emotions is in the Little League World Series. Mm-hmm. So that was new for us and our parents and our families to see Cameron's reaction. Because usually if he hits a home run, he's around the bases in three seconds and he's in the dugout. Well, these were big moments, you know, and he had a bat flip where he was confident about it and he hates cynics. He's like, I don't know why I did that. I'm like, you were living in that in the moment. You weren't showing anybody up. You didn't stare anybody down. It's it's coming a, a part of baseball, you know, and so we have some very humbled kids and we have some kids that, that
2: respect the game of baseball. Yeah. So before I go into my last question, Cameron, the bat flip was awesome, and I can tell you right now that my kid jumped out of the couch when you hit the home run. He grabbed his bat from in the basement. He flipped it as well. So don't be ashamed with that at all. That was a special moment. That's something that you should never forget. Yo, now if you do it like a Tatis Junior, where it was like eleven nothing already, yeah. and he's bat flipping, that's a little bit different. Yeah. But hey, man, World Series, you gotta, yo, know, do the bow and arrow when you get on first base. Yo, know, you can't see me, John Ooh. Cena, whatever. It, it's that was big time, dude. So, so kudos to
0: you, right you. on that. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're a bat flipping my, podcast support here. Don't worry about it. We're like yes, phone, yeah, though. bat
2: flip away, baby. So. My last my last question before we get into the fun questions, Cam, since you have it right now, I'm going to ask you first and and then and then uh, coach, when you get it, um, it's going to be the same question, but it's going to be geared towards coaches. Um, Camera. what advice do you have for our younger listeners right now out there? Um, who have a dream about playing in the Little League World Series? What's your advice to them? And then, coach, when you get it, what's your advice to the coaches and the parents that have that dream for their children?
3: I just think you uh, you got to have fun when you're playing the game of baseball. If you're not having fun, you know you might not be doing good some games. We also got to put the work in every day. You got to practice, on some things you might like you're not good at or something. You got to you got to put the work in every day and you got to have fun while you're doing it.
2: I like it. I like it, Cameron. And then coach, what's your advice to, you know, the players, the coaches that are aspiring to be kind of in your shoes at this point of going to the Little League World Series, winning it, just even coming out of the state. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just a big deal in the state of Michigan alone. Yeah. There's good baseball in the state of Michigan, so coming out of the state is huge. Yeah, you know, and, and I talk to the uh, up, and coming coaches at our league
1: right now about that. You know, it's, it's not an easy task um, to do, and it's just it's about like 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 Cameron said, it's about putting the work. You know, there's coaches who have have good talent on their team, and they only put in the work that they think they need to put in. They don't go, they don't go to above and beyond. They don't go them extra days. And you got to put those extra days in. You got to get those extra swings and those extra ground balls in. I mean, you have to put in the work with these kids. If these kids see you putting in the work, um, you know, you they'll they'll take that. They'll take that to heart. And, and my coaching philosophy has always been, you know, you know, Coach Farner's a little different. He's a little more aggressive. He's a high school baseball coach, so he's got seventeen or eighteen year olds at times that he's coaching with. My philosophy has always been like, I'm I, I'm your coach. I'm not I'm not your parents. I'm not going to talk to you like I'm your parent. You know what I'm saying? How Cameron and I do at times, but my communication with these kids is from a coaching standpoint, you know, the worst thing a coach I think could ever hear or want to hear is that a kid doesn't want to play for them because they don't like, them. you know, so I, I take that approach to where I don't want these kids to not like me. I want to have control and I want to have respect of the baseball team, but you want to be able to do it in a way that these kids will respect you and enjoy wanting to play baseball for you and the, and the other kids on your team. So my advice to, to those coaches are to go out there and, and, and respect those kids and they'll respect you, you know, put in the work, put in the time and, and um, if it's meant to be, it, it'll, it'll happen.
0: Yeah. I like the way you ended that there. If it's meant to be, it'll happen uh, yep. at too many times we force the kids, as parents, as coaches, whatever it may be, we all get caught up in the moment. And sometimes right. you get upset and things don't work out. It is what it is at the end of the day. But as long as you're putting in full effort, I could tell by the way you're saying things. You truly believe in it. So I yeah, appreciate, I appreciate you know, those honest words there. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Now we're going to have a little fun here. We have a little fun with our with our guests here. Uh, we're going to throw some random questions at you. Some may be easy. Some may be hard. we are going to put you on the spot here. All baseball related. So nothing too right. crazy. But ready to have some fun here? Let's go. Alright, let's do it here. Cameron, you're gonna get some of these too. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you uh, we'll give Cam uh two at the end. We'll, we'll hit uh, we'll get these first to uh coach. Uh first one, I'll start you off pretty easy here. Who's your favorite character from any baseball movie? Oh,
1: well my favorite movie is the Love of the Games, going You know, he's has been there and I just love watching it. I love any Kevin Kevin Castle role he played in that right there it's just uh, it's awesome that movie
0: i can watch over and over again. yeah it can't go wrong with that movie that's a, nope. it's an absolute classic yep uh, and it's a tigers movie yeah, yeah.
2: There, uh their gym yeah, but... with your little white socks
0: <laughs> i keep telling andrew I, I i didn't know the tigers still had a team but they're i guess they're still around <laughs> they do they do <laughs> uh the next one i got for you um would you rather be the bullpen car driver, or would you rather be the bullpen security guard for a pro team?
1: Um, security guard. I'd say security guard. I I, I do I kind of do have a corrections officer for a living anyway, so that's kind of right up my alley. So I think as security guard, I think I'd be pretty pretty used to it. And uh, I'll 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 deal with that than
2: what I have to deal with at my job now. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so coach, this is a two part question, and this has become a a pretty famous question that we have to ask every single coach. And Cam, you're going to get this at the end of the at the end of the uh, questions as well, but just wait and think about your answer, okay? So, first part of this question if you had a coach i'm sorry are you a socks and crocs guy or a socks and slides guy i'm a socks and slides guy okay okay perfect good so am i however this is the second part to this question if you had to coach in flamingo socks with crocs on and you had the buttons in the crocs would you still go out there and coach third base? Yeah, I still would. Yeah, I would still go out there.
1: I mean, I, I've, I've probably worn you know, some shorts or some shirts that didn't quite look right on me anyway, and I still went out there. So right, that doesn't that doesn't bother me. I I'll go out there. I'm good with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, <laughs> so we've we've found out that socks and Crocs are a really famous thing for coaches to wear. Oh win. yeah! So I didn't know that. I haven't done um, it. I haven't done uh, it yet. I mean, maybe I'll
1: pick. Maybe I'll pick a day to uh, this year to do it. In one of the tournaments, but I haven't done it yet. But <laughs>
0: there's a good shot I might now. If you do, send a picture to us. We'll put it. On <laughs> oh, I will. So I got will. Lots of guys. To Absolutely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um. My next question here, and I kind of forgot it for a second. Oh, so you got to go out there, and Cameron's pitching, and he just gave up eight walks in a row, let's just say, and you're like, yeah, we can't have this anymore. What's your walk-up song to go pull him from the, uh, from the um, game?
1: I want to pull him from the game.
2: To pull him from the game. All
1: right, I might need your help with, that, with who sings it, but uh... – you're never gonna get it. The old uh, song, it's a hip hop song. You're never gonna get it. It's a girl. It's TLC. The
2: TLC thing? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's TLC. like, You're never gonna get it. The whole time I'm walking out there and just telling him, You're know, <laughs> <it. laughs> That was good, man. I haven't heard that song in like 15, that. 20 years. Wow. <laughs> that was a good one. I didn't expect that.
2: <laughs> so. One last thing here: Super Bowl was just last night, and obviously this episode might not—it might not air right away. But Super Bowl was just last night. Were you just as pumped to see Eminem and all of them out there at halftime as I was? I'll tell you right now, I was probably sweating more in my living room dancing, yeah, to what they were singing than they were, and they were at the field. I
1: love, I love the fact that they played their their old school music. I love the yeah. fact that play their new stuff here because that was the, my wife and i we my kids love m and you know and uh my wife and i you know with 50 cent and dr draylee you know we grew up on that you know so we my in-laws they were a little uh yeah. <laughs> they really, you know, my, my, my father-in-law was mad that they were jumping on the cars big car guy, you know, they gotta they gotta get off the hood of that car <laughs> it's but, uh,
2: right?
1: yeah but it was uh I liked it. I, I really did like seeing them out
0: there. You know, it's kind
1: of iconic to see them all on the on the stage together.
0: Yeah, reliving the good old days, man. Oh yeah. Uh, a couple more for you here. I got two, and then we'll give uh, Cam one or two over here. Okay. Um, next one I got for you: Would you rather coach in a suit or coach barefoot? Barefoot. I didn't even like coaching in the khakis they made me wear at the World Series. I
1: fought it because I would wear the, you know, the the. Khaki shorts during the states and the regionals, and I bought some nice khaki shorts. And then I get there, and the day before the World Series, they said I had to wear khakis, and I'm like, "What? It's 95 degrees outside."
0: Right. So
1: right. I will never uh, suit. I'll go out there barefooted on the turf in a 110
0: degree day before I wear a suit. I don't blame you one bit, man. You're looking like Jim Harbaugh out there, right? Right, right. <laughs> easy, man. easy. Uh, next one, I got. Frag out. Last one, and then we'll get it over to Cam. Uh, do you prefer an 8 a.m. Yeah. game or an 8 p.m.? Yeah.
2: Easy with the wait, one second. Easy with the Harbaugh stuff. You're talking to Buckeyes. That's okay? <laughs> yeah, okay. true. Everybody yeah. on this podcast are Buckeyes. Yeah, right it's now, true. Except for you,
1: Rick. It is you're true. a
0: Buckeye
1: fan too. <laughs> yeah, we've been a Buckeye fan for uh, we got our I don't show too much.
0: Yes,
2: sir. Let's go. Oh, h <laughs> right,
1: so you right. know. And it's been very, very tough to do, you know, because Hunter Dickinson from Michigan's
2: reached out to us. He
1: communicated. I text him all the time. He got us. To go in. Uh, he got a pair of shoes from uh, 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 Jace Howard, gave us a son a pair of shoes, and they took us there. They've been treating us really, really good, but they're cool about that. You know, they they know Cameron's a Buckeye
2: fan. I've just been a Buckeye fan. It's Jace his Howard favorite shoe. sports team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> favorite sports team. You know, I actually we went to the World Series. I actually. They were doing the ESPN interviews. And they were doing all the little cool stuff for all the kids. I wanted to tell Cameron, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't throw the Ohio State stuff up But you Oh, yeah, get- uh, yeah. no, absolutely. You throw <laughs> it out there, man. I was waiting for him to be like,
2: oh, wait, baby, let's go.
1: And then I walked back there, and they were interviewing them. And their very first thing I heard was, one oh, of my favorite teams on Ohio
2: State. All the time out.
0: Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, that's awesome. Man, all these Ohio State fans in Michigan. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, my last question is just uh do you prefer eight a.m. game or eight p.m.
1: game? Uh, I personally I 8 a.m. Um, I know my parents, I know my parents don't like that, but I like getting up, getting the kids out there, and I like that at 8 a.m. game. Dude if you prep your kids the right way before that game in the hopes that the other coach didn't prep their kids the right way, maybe, uh, maybe you got a little bit of advantage there.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, Cam, let's get you on here. We got, we each got one for you here. Uh, we won't hit you too hard, too hard of questions. We, we give some of our guests real hard ones. We'll take it easy on you. Um, I'll make this. Would you rather throw a hundred miles an hour with no curveball at all? Or would you rather throw 85 miles an hour with the best curveball around?
3: Uh, 85 with a good curveball.
0: Good
2: answer, yeah, man. Definitely. Good answer. Good answer. answer. It's a smart man right yep. there with the mustache and everything. Exactly. Smart man. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I got I got one for you, and it's not gonna be easy because your dad's sitting right there. Okay. If your dad had, where would you put your dad? In the lineup, in the hitters, in the hitting lineup on your current team, and what number pitcher would he be on your roster in on your team right now? So, like him, like
3: right now, <laughs> right now. If he was yeah, right pitching, right now, I probably wouldn't pitch him. <laughs> he definitely hurt some this time going out there. He'd be pretty bad. <laughs> Same thing with mean, hitting. I might put him at like five because you know. If he takes one swing at something, there's a good chance he's not going to be in the box the next, next, next pitch. So.
2: That's a great answer. That's a great. That's exactly what I was hoping for.
1: I'm just disappointed. I mean, I don't got much left in the arm, but I think I can at least make the rotation. God.
0: Nope, you're out, man. you're, I guess out. Not. you're done. Hey. You should be proud. You're raising an honest boy over there. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh, that was good. That's good, man. Uh, So we got one more question for you here. We ask all our guests this at the end of the show. um, And we ask you one moment that you'll always remember when it comes to travel baseball. And obviously, you know, winning the Little League World Series is probably going to be at the top of your list. So let's take away um, the win. You know, it could be anything else from that tournament. That's fine. But kind of that one moment that'll stick with you forever.
1: The the moment it sticks with me, and I actually have a picture of it. And it'll be in our, in our uh, basement. And this is kind of uh, the one thing that was obviously was great that I was there with my son and doing this this uh, spending this time with him there and in this experience. But as a coach, you also have those other kids that you're there, you're there for, you know, and then you're and you're you're working with, and that you're spending time with, you know. So. For me, after we won the, the World Series and we all went out to center field, um, and everybody was walking in. Me and Cameron were walking back in, nice and slow, and we were just talking about, I believe, about the game that we just played. Somebody got a picture of us from behind walking in, and you see the, you see the, you know the, where the announcers were sitting. You see the dugouts. You see all the fans, and it's me and Cameron talking to to each other about the game. That's a special picture for me. That was a special moment for me, knowing oh, that I will, and neither will he ever be walking on that field ever again, you know, and leaving that field for the last. That was a special.
0: Yeah, that's something yeah. that I mean, that, that's a storybook uh, picture. You, yeah, you can't get that. I mean, you'd pay a million dollars for that. That's You're right. That's, that's, yep. that's that, awesome.
2: That one gives me chills. Just yeah. The yes. Theater. Agreed.
0: I can, I can picture it too. I I know exactly what you mean. And I don't even know the picture. I just, I I have,
1: I have it on my Twitter.
0: I think I posted
1: it right after the world series. I posted it on my Twitter.
0: That's awesome, man. It's, it's such a special moment. Um, And we really appreciate you hopping on. This was a lot of fun. I know you guys have been bombarded with everyone. And so we appreciate you giving us the time. Um, We appreciate you 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 having us. Yeah, of course you represented the Midwest and that's what we're all about. And, uh, you know, we look forward to following made this coming season, seeing so you what you guys could do. Um, it's a lot of fun, man. We appreciate you hopping on a lot. And Cam, we'll be you. following you along more than your dad, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> rightfully, rightfully so. Rightfully so.
0: <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, and we'll definitely talk soon.
1: All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you very
0: much. Thanks, guys.